0: Good evening, everyone. This is Saturday, December 8th, 2018, and welcome to episode number 133 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly review show. This is WCWS Power Hour. Once again, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. Uh, sorry for a little bit of late delay here. We were just... Uh, we're right a little bit behind, of course, as uh, of course everyone knows around my neck of the woods here in Trinity, North Carolina. Uh, we are calling for some severe weather here, so we're uh, trying to get last-minute preparations here before the start starts coming down, which should be sometime between uh, tonight and sometime in uh, tomorrow morning. So we're, so we're just uh, getting a little bit prepared here. <clears throat> uh, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we'll be talking about what took place here in the radio network here this week. Plus, also here, uh, we'll talk about today here in wrestling history. And also, of course, a few little wrestling news Ted of our friends at 411mania.com. If you care to join us here, ladies and gentlemen, please feel free to give us a call right here. one 562 444 Call ID 141-364-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything we have to talk about here this evening. Uh, just give us just one minute here, folks, while we go ahead and, and we'll get started here with our wrestling history here for today. I hope everyone, of course, affected by this winter storm does stay, uh, does, of course, stay warm and also uh, stay under uh, heavy heavy war, heavy uh, heavy wraps tonight. Of course, uh, <clears throat> as we said, like I said, down here in my neck of the woods here in North Carolina, we're expecting a pretty good amount of pre- precipitation between tonight and tomorrow. Tomorrow is supposed to be pretty much much supposed to be blanketed with uh, snow and uh, snow and some brief sleet. The highs are not even supposed to maybe go one degree above freezing, but that's still not going to be enough to probably to, to freeze it. And of course, it's not going to stop until it turns into freezing rain up until Monday evening. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be bombarded here big time here with with some winter precip- precipitation here of course ladies and gentlemen about uh 15 16 days 16 17 days away from of course christmas day so let's go ahead and get things here rolling as we as we start off here with of course our uh, as uh, with our wrestling history here let me like you said let me There, ladies and gentlemen, we go ahead and get the, getting all this set up here for you. So, excuse the. Uh... Okay, folks, here we go with your wrestling history for today. December the eighth, <clears throat> 24 years ago today, which would put it at 1994, at a WCW Saturday Night taping in Atlanta, Georgia, Harlem Heat Booker T and Stevie Ray defeated Stars and Stripes, who was of course Marcus Bagwell and the Patriot, to win the WCW World Tag Team Titles. By the time the mat- match airs, which is <clears throat> which is January 14th of 1995, the real life brothers. Have held the tag team titles for just over one month. Twenty-one years ago, to, twenty-one years ago uh, today, which would put it at uh, yes, nineteen ninety-seven. On Monday, Nitro from Buffalo, New York, Disco Inferno defeated pa- pa- defeated Perry Saturn to win the WCW World TV Championship. 20, also, twenty-one years ago today, uh, nineteen ninety-seven. On Raw's war from Portland, Maine, The Rock defeated Stone Cold Steve Austin via forfeit to win the WWF Intercontinental title. Deciding they he had nothing to prove by beating him again, he had beaten him to retain the title the previous night at the In Your House Degeneration generation X. Austin forfeited the championship to The Rock without a fight. He then has The Rock and repossesses the belt, only to throw it in a river in New Hampshire the next night. Following the forfeit, Austin formally began his pursuit of the WWF excuse me, of, of the WWF title, which he would win four months later at WrestleMania 14. 17 years ago today, put it at 2001, in Glasgow, Scotland, Psychosis defeated Juventus Guerrera to win the World Wrestling All-Stars International Cruiserweight title. <clears throat> 13 years ago today, we put it at 2005, ABC announces that WWE, female, uh, former WWE female competitor Stacy Keebler would appear on the second season of Dancing of the Stars. She eventually makes it all the way to the finals, finishing in third place. Twelve years ago today, we put it at 2006. WWE presented tribute to the troops from Camp Victory in Baghdad, Iraq. The show would air on Christmas Day. Here are the matches that took place at this tribute to the troops. John Cena defeated Edge. CM Punk defeated Shelton Benjamin. The Undertaker defeated Johnny Nitro. Bobby Lashley defeated Hardcore Holly, Umaga defeated Jeff Hardy, and Carlito defeated Randy Orton. Ten years ago today, 2008, WWE revives the Slammy Awards on, on a special extended edition of Monday Night Raw. These were the Slammies presented by the company. The first Slammys presented by the company since 1997. They've been presented yearly ever since. Here, are, here, is, who is, who, here is who won the Slammy uh, back in 2008. <clears throat> superstar of the year went to Chris Jericho match of the year went to Rick Flair versus Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 24 diva of the year was Beth Phoenix O O M G OMG moment of the year was CM Punk's money in the bank cashing in on the June 30th edition of Monday Night Raw couple of the year went to Edge and Vicky Guerrero tag team of the year went to John Morrison and the Miz finishing maneuver of the year went to Evan Bourne's shooting star press Damn! moment of the year went to the great colleague host to Kiss Cam on the November 7th edition of SmackDown. The extreme moment of the year was Jeff Hardy's Swanton Bomb from the top of the Raw set on the January 14th edition of Raw. Breakout BestWB.com exclusive went to The Dirt Sheet. The breakout, breakout star of the year was Vladimir Kozlov. Best musical performance was r Cruz for What's Up on the September 15th edition of SmackDown. Announced Team of the Year went to Ty Grisham and Matt Stryker. And Best in personation went to Charlie Haas as he impersonated Beth Phoenix, calling himself the Glamour Haas, on the October 27th edition of Raw. Four years ago today, put it at 2014, WWE presented the 2014 Slammy Awards on a special edition of Raw from Greensville, South Carolina. In a company first, all the show's awards were decided via fan vote, Through social media services including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Vine, and Snapchat. Superstar of the year went to Roman Reigns. Match of the year went to Team Cena versus Team Authority from Survivor Series. This is Awesome moment of the year went to the moment when Steam debuted at the Survivor Series. Diva of the year went to AJ Lee. LOL moment of the year went to Damian Mizdow as the Miz's stunt double. The OMG Shocky moment of the year went to when, when Brock Lesnar ended the WrestleMania streak of The Undertaker. The extreme moment of the year went to Chris Jericho's crossbody from the top of the steel cage on Bray Wyatt. Surprise return of the year went to the late Hall of Famer, The Ultimate Warrior. Tag team of the year went to The Usos. The tell-me-you-didn't-just-say-that insult of the year was when The Rock insulted Rusev and Lana. Hashtag of the year was hashtag RKO out of nowhere. Robbery of the Year went to Daniel Bryan versus The Authority. Fan Participation Award for Most Resounding Champ went to You Sold Out, directed at Seth Rollins. Breakout Star of the Year went to Dean Ambrose. Double Cross of the Year was when Seth Rollins turned on The Shield. Anti-Gravity Moment of the Year was when Seth Rollins jumps off the balcony at the Payback pay-per-view. Best Couple of the Year went to Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. NXT Superstar of the Year went to Sami Zayn. Raw guest star of the year went to actor Keith Jackman. Of course, you know Wolverine. Animal of the year went to The Bunny, who was with Adam Rose. Best actor went to The Rock. Twitter social champion went to Dolph Ziggler. And faction of the year went to The Shield. Three years ago today, 2015, WWE taped tribute to the troops 2015 from the Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville, Florida. The show aired on, on NBC on December 23rd. In a pre show match, Titus O'Neill defeated Heath Slater. Jack Swagger defeated Rusev via submission in a boot camp match. Mark Henry defeated Bo Dallas. Ryback defeated Kevin Owens by countout. Team Bad, Sasha Banks, Naomi, and Tamina. And Paige defeated Team Bella, Brie Bella, and Alicia Fox. <clears throat> and also Charlotte and Becky Lynch by submission. Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, the Usos, the Dudley Boys, and Ryback uh, well, Ryback and Kane defeated the League of Nations, who was Seamus, Alberto Del Rio, Rusev, and King Barrett, and the Wyatt family, which consisted of Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper, Eric Rowan, and Braun Strowman. <clears throat> Today is a happy 54, uh, yeah, 54th birthday. Or Joshi legend Chigusa Nagayo. Born in Omura, Nagasaki, Japan, Nagayo was, in her prime was a national hero in her native land as one half of the Crush Gals with Lioness Asuka. The duo were the faces of all Japan women's pro wrestling in the 1980s, winning their tag team championship three times. Their success wasn't limited to the ring. The duo had several top 10 pop music singles. Their battles with Dump, Masumoto's Goku, Goku Aku Domi or Atrocious Alliance were some of the most watched shows in Japan at the time. With sometimes as many as one in eight televisions watching AJW's weekly show, Mas- Masumo and Nagayo's rivalry was so vicious a two fall in a hair versus hair match twice, with each woman winning once. Matsumoto in August 1985 and Nagayo in November of 1986. Following Matsumoto's mandated retirement, all, A, all AJW performers were forced to retire once they turned 26. Nagaya would chase the WWA World Heavyweight title, winning it in, in August 1988 from Yukari Amori. Nagaya would then be with her longtime tag partner Asuka over the title with Linus winning it in January of 1989. Having reached age 26, Chagusa was forced to hang up her boots. Wrestling one last show in May of that year. Asuka would also retire in 1989. In 1995, with the retirement age lifted, Nagaya returned to the ring for her own organization, Gaia Japan, initially debuted as one of the top bases of the company. Her longtime partner, Linus Asuka, would join the company in 1998 and would become the company's storyline president in early 1999. The next year, the Crush Gals reunited as Crush 2000. The duo would win one last tag team championship together in 2004 before Asuka was forced to call it a career due to a neck injury. Gaia retired in April 2005, just one week after wrestling in Gaia Japan, Japan's final event. Since retiring, Chigusa wrestled a bit rarely and largely in independent events. She briefly went into producing shows in the mid-2000s before disappearing from the wrestling business altogether for a few years. She returned wrestling for Sendai Girls Pro Wrestling in 2013 and returned to the ring herself in March 2014. As of, as of 2016, she, promotes, she was promoting again, Having launched the Joshi promotion Marvelous in May of 2016. Nagayo, often cited as an inspiration for many Joshis, is a member of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame class in 1997. Her partner, Linus Asuka, would join her, would join her in 1999. And the AJW Hall of Fame class of 1999. In 2015, she was a co-winner of Tokyo Sports Best Tag Team with Deathmatch legend Atushi Onida. And folks, there you have it. There, a happy 50. Like, happy. What did I say here? E- 54th birthday to Shigusa Nagayo here today. But so there you have it, there, folks, with our wrestling history and birthdays here for this evening. Let's give you the number one more time, 1 605 562 0444. Call ID 141 364 pound. This is episode <clears throat> 133 of WWS Power Hour for Saturday, December 8th, 2018. This is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. As we, of course, uh, get set here for what would be a big time weather event here, getting around my neck of the woods here uh, momentarily. But all in all, uh, we're. Uh, We're still, of course, pressing on as best as we possibly can here. Hopefully, like I said, the weather will not be an issue here because later on this evening, remember, ladies and gentlemen, tonight at 9 o'clock, 146507-pound. We are scheduled to have, of course, the second round of our match for the AAA U.S. Mega Championship on Wrestling Championship Challenge, the Empress and marie Rickenbach and Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler. Of course, like I said, uh, of course, as you know, they've tied at uh, – when going for this belt uh, back at WWE for the prediction title challenge from Crown Jewel back in early November, and so we decided, I like, said, so the best way to do it was to solve it was to go ahead and have a match for this title. And as of the first round right now, for this belt, Bobby is leading by fifteen hundred and fifty points. But of course, the second round here in, in the second round, anything possibly can and possibly will happen in this match coming up here, <clears throat> coming up here tonight at nine o'clock. Right here on you call ID 146-507-POUND. Be sure to join us there for that. Also, don't forget, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, from 8 to 10, uh, once again, 146-507-POUND for our Sunday edition of Wrestling Championship Ch- Challenge. When we, uh, when we will, of course, will, as you know, we did start up the match for the WWUS Intergender Championship with the human suitcase machine, John Gross, defending against the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach. Uh, we had to, we were forced to end that match due to a situation occurring at both of course our, both locations of both com- competitors. So unfortunately we had to call the match off and re- and redo it and, and reset it here for di- for tomorrow night from eight to ten right here on Talk Shoot. As of right now, of course we we got a few questions out of the way, but I will go ahead and let you know that as of right now, Anne is leading John right now, two thousand to eleven hundred. So right now it is it is really really close a 900 point advantage for Ann. but of course anything to like I said as I said before it could change could change here <clears throat> But uh but we'll definitely like I said keep everybody keep everybody keep everybody in the loop here on of course our matches here tonight and tomorrow uh, brief rundown, ladies and gentlemen, what of course took place here in the radio network here this week. Uh, I will go into we did do I did do a live video feed uh, in place of, the, of this past Monday's edition of Raw Radio due to prior commitments made by the Raw Radio uh, broadcast team. They weren't unable to to uh, um, was not able to bring to bring you the episode of Raw Radio, but we did get a few things in. Of course, including the rest of history and birthdays and also, of course, predictions for uh, predictions for this past Monday night's Raw and also the uh, football game. Of course, they had Monday night football game they had this past Monday. So, <clears throat> all in all, folks, we did, uh, it was, uh, like, I a pretty interesting video. And, of course, you can check it out on the Raw Radio Facebook page. If you'd like to go over, like, say, just a brief video, but like, you would like to go over and listen, listen to it, please feel free to do so here. At any time, at any time at your leisure. Uh, Of course, like I said, Wrestling Revisited. I'm not sure what was discussed, but uh, Wrestling Revisited this past Tuesday and Wrestling Debate this past Wednesday. Uh, We did a terrific job there. Uh, Of course, Revolution. This past Tuesday's Revolution, of course, we did talk about what took place on Monday Night Raw in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays. Interesting discussions here, of course. and Implications here, of course, for TLC coming up—not th- not tomorrow night, but next Sunday. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, the same could be said for SmackDown. We talked about it this past Wednesday night. Uh, it was a—it was, of course, without a doubt, a, a, some great, great, uh, great discussions, great talks here and there. Uh, of course, outside of the ropes, this past Wednesday night, myself. J.D. and John did, a, did, of course, have a, uh, a great moment of, of, of a, a Christmas version of our pop culture Jeopardy, of course, in addition to some, uh, to some uh, news here. Of course, I did bring a few little news pieces. J.D. did get in and get his box office report in and some sports headlines as well. Uh, but Outside the Ropes, another great show, of course. Uh, Wolfpack, of course, same, same ordeal. Great show there. Last night, ladies and gentlemen, of course, once again, we ran into a little bit of a snafu. Uh, apparently, there was somebody here who, once again, as I've stressed many, many times over, of course, situation did happen with, uh, with an addition of Outside the Ropes not too long ago, which we had a heckler uh, come on the show and, and just pretty much uh, was just saying how much they wanted to, they were just wanting to just uh, be, heard, be heard, but, but not uh, in the way that uh, we... Uh, we expected. <coughs> Pardon me. Sorry about that. Um, but, uh, but, 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 um, like I said before, we, uh so I stressed many, many times, of course, unfortunately had to end last Friday, uh, last night's edition of revolution early because of this situation. But of course, ladies and gentlemen, I will stress this out again. That will, we will not tolerate anybody trying to use our forms as a, as an opportunity to to get noticed here, as i said before, there the, give, the, give them their 15 minutes of fame, uh, they, that will not be tolerated here in the WWS Radio Network on any of our shows, nor will anything. Nobody will put anything of that nature on any of our groups. If so, you will be suspended. You will be you will be of course drummed out. You will be you will be you will be of course given to the proper uh, people who. Uh, of course will not be will not stand for this, <clears throat> and of course, generally, you will be blocked. I mean, that's that's plain and simple, plain and simple there indeed. So I will say right now that will not be tolerated, like I said, any longer. Happ- happening on one of our smaller shows, you know, I could we could I could take a, I could take a little bit at a time, but when it comes to of course our mothership broadcast like this with four episodes away. I'm hitting the 600-episode mark of Revolution coming up here not tomorrow, but next Sunday. I'm telling you, folks, like I said, that will not be tolerated on any of our shows here whatsoever. Not Revolution, not Wolfpack, not Raw Radio, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, Outside the Ropes, Power Hour, our promos, Wrestling Championship Challenge, or, of course, any of our shows that have not been on for quite some time, like Attitude Radio, Indie Outlook, Wrestling Profile. Uh, Women's Revolution, Top Heel, Inc., Attitude Radio, uh, Impact Main Event. It will not be tolerated. And if this person ever tries to do something like this ever again, they will they will get punished, and they will of course <clears throat> we will make absolutely certain they, they are put into the hands of the proper authorities. So, ladies and gentlemen, just, just to let you know we try to do our best to give our thoughts and opinions on everything going on in the world of wrestling. But like I said, we will not stand for anybody that's trying to use our forms for their own player and their own entertainment. So you can rest assured of that. So uh, just by and now, ladies and gentlemen, let's see here. And like I said, it's going to be probably a short version here tonight because like I said, not a whole lot to really talk about here. Of course, like I said, I mean, of course, it won't, next weekend we'll be we'll definitely have a whole lot to, uh, to throw out there because of the TLC coming up this coming weekend. But of course, uh, I'm gonna read just a couple of couple of stories here. Uh, but. Uh, We're going to give you, like I said, just a couple of stories here tonight before we call it, before we call it uh, call it an evening, so that we can all get prepared here for our, for our. And uh... we're going to bring you just three stories here tonight, here folks, before before we call it before we call it an evening. I will let you know we do thank our our friends at Four Eleven maniacom for allowing us here in the WCWS radio network to read all their stories on all of our shows here in the radio network that of course includes revolution wolfpack outside the ropes for all radio fourth power hour and others uh, Joseph Lee brings, brings us this first story here Kurt Angle believes Saint, Kurt Angle believes that the attitude era was the best, era was the best time for fans in a new QA session on Facebook, Kurt Angle spoke about the Attitude Era, calling it the best time period in the WWE for fans of the product. Here are some highlights. On well, who can carry WWE in the future, Kurt Angle says, you have guys right now that can do it. Some upcoming guys and girls, Finn Balor, Bobby Roode, Chad Gable, and Bermoon. Although I'm not crazy about him personally, Baron Corbin would, would, be, would be a huge factor. On the best year in WWE, <clears throat> Kurt Angle says, it all depends on the fan, but I believe 1998 through 2001, It was a really fun time. There was a lot more diversity in storylines, characters and wrestling, hence the Attitude Era. On Ronda Rousey's development in WWE, Kurt Angle says, Ronda has become an amazing amazing sports entertainer. She caught on so quickly, but there will come a time where she will need to do some improvising during her matches. That only comes with experience. She has proven herself to be highly respected in the pro wrestling circle, but give her another year or so of experience so she feels 100% more comfortable. I understand where she is right now because I, too, was pushing to a spot that only the most experienced wrestlers get to. Although I didn't have the experience, that's the main event. Ronda is special. She will only get better. On his favorite MMA fighters, Kurt Angle says, I was always old school. Tito Ortiz, Chuck Liddell, Randy Couture, Anderson Silva, Ronda Rousey, obviously, and Conor McGregor. I enjoy watching Daniel Cormier, John Jones, and Brock Lesnar. McGregor is the complete package, including his entertainment factor. So folks, there you go. Uh, very interesting, very interesting indeed. Hopefully we'll get to see Kurt Angle here really soon. And hopefully, I swear to God, I hope that at some point if they bring anybody back to take over the raw general manager's job, I hope it is Kurt Angle. But anybody would be ten times better than Baron Corbin. Enough said. Joseph Lee <coughs> brings us our next story here, some WWE news. Charlotte Flair broke, a, broke one of her dad's uh, records. McFoley Foley writes a tribute to the Dynamite Kid, and Enzo Amore has a show in New York after WWE's Madison Square Garden event. Charlotte Flair announced on Twitter that she broke one of her own father's records as she has wrestled more matches in the WWE than he has. She wrote, I've had more matches than my dad in the WWE. And she said this yesterday, of course, on her Twitter at Miss Charlotte WWE. She's had 695 matches in the WWE, while her father only had 675, so 20 more than her own father.
2: Huh, my goodness.
0: Enzo Amore announced on Twitter that he would he would be on Broadway performing live on December 26. His show happens after WWE's own show at Madison Square Garden on the same night. He said, "I got to tell you something, okay? It's very important that you need to hear." Understand, absorb, and let it become a part of your mind. Real simple. December 26th is the day after Christmas, and the crazy anomaly here says it's going to be better than Christmas Day, except because, because I'm going because I'm going to be standing on Broadway live. That's right, I said live. Do you understand the concept here? Okay, Or you look like you have a hard time understanding things. I'm speaking as clearly and di- diligently as anybody you've ever heard in your life is on Broadway, how you doing? And, and, and of course, he said that on, on his Twitter account here, at Real, the number one, said, said this at 6.17 p.m. Yesterday, he says, Broadway, here I come, 12, 6, 18. <clears throat> and he also says, on there 11.32 a.m. this morning, he says, the year today I was in India defending the Cruiserweight title. This year, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be on my birthday. There is no place I'd rather be. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag Grace. He fully wrote a tribute to the dynamite kid on Facebook after he passed away earlier this week. Foley wrote the following. This week ago I asked about I was asked about my Mount Rushmore professional wrestling. Almost everyone has one, and with so many incredible choices to pick from, there is no right or wrong lineup. My personal Mount Rushmore has probably changed a dozen times, but more often than not, as was the case last week in the UK, I had Tommy Billington. Dynamite Kid etched in stone on my mountain. I believe I saw Tommy on television for the first time in 1984. I had no knowledge of the Stampede Wrestling territory in Calgary, let alone any type of mad action taking place in Japan. Let's see. I I just knew this man was excited and intense when broadcaster Vincent Man followed a post-match slow-motion kip-up and dynamite with the words, "That man is ready." I hardly agreed. It was not until 1986, when I was months into my own wrestling training, that fellow trainee Brian Hildebrand, later known as former as late WCW referee Mark Curtis, suggested that I watch the video cassette with a match between Bruce and Brody and Terry Funk in order to work on my in-ring punches, which at the time were simply dreadful. That VCR tape was my entry into Japanese professional wrestling, and in a sense a window into a whole new world into a whole new world to me. Brody versus Funk was everything. Brian had promised it would be the wildest brawl that i ever seen at the time. I was equally transfixed by a match between the Dynamite Kid and Tiger Mask, a match involving athleticism that I never even conceived could be possible in a ring, and an intensity that gave the contest a stunning sense of legitimacy. I was match, It was the match I would show to my non-wrestling fans, the cynics, the doubters, and I never failed to open eyes and drop jaws. 1986, driving the 700 miles, Round trip to Dominic Denutri school, sleeping in my car every Friday night. Very strapping enough, got enough money, enough money, for the, enough money for the ride, let alone for food. I was six foot four, two hundred twenty pounds. Just by reading up on all the bodybuilding magazines of the day and working out diligently, diligently since I was fourteen, I had barely, I had barely a hint of suggestion of muscle tones in my frame. I wanted to brawl <clears throat> like Bruiser Brody. but knew I was not physically imposing enough to do so. I wanted to fly like the dynamite kid, but absolutely knew I wasn't a fractured athlete that Tommy Billington was. But what if, I thought, what if I could combine those two styles? I was so enamored with brawling like Brody, using my own body as a weapon, launching myself the way dynamite did. Maybe I would be off to something. Later, I would borrow the liberal, liberally from the entire Terry Funk catalog. And with the help and guidance of too many people to count, Ladies and gentlemen, excuse me for just one second. Hello? Hey. Hey. Yes, I fed him and I watered him. I gave him that handboat. He's fine. And he's
2: untangled?
0: Yes, he's untangled. He wasn't tangled when I got there. Here. you
2: going to have to go out there in a few minutes and look because he'll go out there and bury the handboat.
0: I'll go check on him. And make
2: sure he doesn't get caught around that post.
0: I will go check on here to okay. him here in a couple minutes. You're
2: there in that house by yourself, but you got it locked up. Yes, I do. Well, when you go to bed, don't close your bedroom door
0: on the heater. I'm not. I'm not.
2: Leave that door open because you've got room to open up the heater going on, isn't it?
0: Yes, it's fine. Yes. And
2: make sure no papers or anything's falling down. No, it's
0: not. I've
2: cleared a path. It's fine. Okay, keep (laughs) safe. Oh, yes. Wait a minute. He forgot his headphones.
0: Well, can it wait a couple minutes? I'm actually doing a show.
2: Well, what will the show be over with?
0: I'm going to be done with it probably in the next couple, the next five, ten minutes. Uh,
2: I have no idea. The girl passed. Okay, wait a minute. All right, all right. Oh, I'll call you back, Jack. Finish the show. Okay,
0: all right. Hey my hear here. Here. Hey gentlemen, sorry for that. I had to take care of a little talking there. Let's see. <clears throat> Let's see. With, but without that B C R tape, without without Brody, without Tommy Billington, there's a very good chance that no one out there knows my name. Imagine how honored I was, not to mention terrified to face Tommy in the second match of my career, a tag team contest pitting me and British great Les Thornton versus Tommy and David Boyd Smith as the British Bulldogs. While it's true that I was worse for the wear after that match and could not eat solid for about three weeks, it was a valuable lesson and an empathic example of how high that bar was set and how hard I would have to work if I ever hoped to reach it. Witness the suffering. Of course, if you're there, I was about 230 pounds by this point. There's a link on the uh, on on this story to a YouTube video if you ever wants, if you want to check that out on this page. I had the chance to work with Tommy again in 1991 on my first and only tour with All Japan Wrestling. He liked me and respected me, coached me and encouraged me, and having the belief of someone I looked up to so much and helped me believe in myself. Tommy was only 33 at the time, but already in chronic pain. Night after night, I would watch as he struggled to put on his tights and lace up his boots, and then somehow I found it within myself to go out there and tear the house down every single night. In recent years, I've befriended Tommy's daughter, Bronwyn, and his ex-wife, Michelle, and I was looking forward to getting together and sharing stories when I traveled to Calgary. Earlier today, I was preparing for this article. I watched a classic match between Tommy and Tiger in Madison, Madison Square Garden 1982 and smiled, thinking about Michelle, noting that it was one of the few matches Tommy ever – wrestled wearing trunks because he did not have his green card and i did not want to get held up at the border he had not traveled with his tights and boots and therefore prior to this landmark match had to borrow a pair of boots and trunks from one of the other wrestlers when i get home monday i'm going to put my dynamite kid t-shirt put on my dynamite kid t-shirt and spend some time watching a few of his classic matches it's easy today you just type in his name on youtube and watch but there was a time when I would eagerly await the arrival of the new VHS tapes in the mail and then try to make out some of the action and miss the struggle, squiggling struggling lines of those antiquated cassettes, Some of the fifth or sixth generation. It was worth it, though, for even watching Dynamite Kid. I was watching the very best and expanding the possibilities of what I might one day be capable of. Rest in peace, Tommy. Your greatness is timeless and continues to inspire a new generation of athletes. Of course, please, please feel free Sure, your favorite Dynamite Kid match or memory. So a fitting tribute, of course, from the Hall of Famer Mick Foley, of course, to uh, who should be in the Hall of Fame: the one and only Dynamite Kid. And one more story here we bring here, folks, before we close it out for the evening. <clears throat> of course, uh, uh, concerned, of course, a former WWE superstar now and a, a star on Impact Wrestling. Chris Masters, according to the story from Joseph Lee, talks about his troubles with prescription painkillers. In an interview with why it ended via WrestleZone, Chris Masters spoke about his problems with prescription painkillers, his issues with JBL and Bob Holly, and more. Here are some highlights. On suffering food poisoning during his WWE debut, Chris Masters says, It was the sickest I've ever been in my life. i never had food poisoning to that degree, and how inconvenient of a day to have it too. I tell people this all the time. Our fellow peers, when they travel, watch out for any of those sandwiches you get at a truck stop or a gas station. We had a long drive the night before, like a five-hour drive. I was starving. I picked up a turkey wrap at a gas station or a truck stop. It was our only option to eat, and I ate it. <clears throat> and then, and the next, sorry, and the, and the next thing I know, my next morning, my stomach was rumbling. Went down to the lobby to the restaurant to eat breakfast like normally, like I normally do. Couldn't take two bites. I took maybe two bites, and I was done. I was just tapped out. It was after that that we went to go tanning. That's when I started throwing up, and the whole day I couldn't hold down anything. I was throwing up. Honestly, I was crapping. I was a mess. I couldn't believe it. I think I lost 10 pounds by the time I debuted. Honestly, just because of dehydration, not being able to eat, and being sick. I made my debut, and it was was the match where I break Stevie Richards' nose, and his orbital bone. So all in all, it was not a great start. On the, of, the of, on the thoughts of getting a push, Chris Master says, it was also surreal. It was one of those things where you can only look back after and reflect on it and be like, wow, that really happened. It seemed like the sky was the limit, honestly. I know they were trying to push me towards that direction in terms of working with John Cena and all that. But one thing I have learned about pro wrestling is that they may tell you one thing one day and that could change within the next week, let alone the next day or even the next hour. It was a lot of touch and go, and I started right from the start. When I injured Stevie Richards, I was on heat for the next month and a half, their B-show at the time, to make sure I didn't hurt anybody, I think. On his first WWE release, Chris Master says, because I already popped on a wellness policy, and basically I was a second-time offender. All this stuff happened at, happened at one time. I was in Europe and ended up dislocating my elbow, and I was sent home by at the end of the tour because I couldn't finish it. Then by the time I got home, I was told that I had pop on the test. And at, and, at, and at first, they were just going to overlook it. Basically, that's what they told me. It's no big deal. Take your 60 days and come back. Around that time, it was around the time of Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit. And there was a lot of heat on the company. And it went from basically taking your 60-day suspension to, hey, we got to let you go. That's so what basically happened around that time frame. On this problem with painkillers, Chris Masters says that's one thing I want to clarify too. A lot of people think automatically that it was performance-enhancing drugs or steroids. With me, with when, when my problem, I, with my problem, I didn't have a problem with steroids. My problem was painkillers and basically prescription pills, and that was the demons that I was violent, battling at the time. It wasn't Chris Masters couldn't stay off testosterone to pass a drug test. No, I have personal issues with those prescription pills, which a lot of people are facing today, obviously. I was issues with Bob Holly. Big time, big time, big time. The first time I went to a SmackDown taping, there there was a time when I was in OVW where everybody wanted to go to Raw, and it wasn't because just because Raw was raw, raw, it wasn't just because Raw was Raw, it was because Raw had a different crew. SmackDown was built up of JBL and Bob Holland and a lot of the older veterans at that time. There were no forgiving younger guys a hard time. I had a big problem as far as learning all the unwritten rules and etiquette. Bob Holly basically wanted to kill me at my first down taping because he had already had a bad impression of me from OVW because I missed an OVW TV taping, which was a whole other story. I was doing the whole shit, shaking hands things with everybody, and for whatever chance, I had missed Bob Holly in the locker room. I think it was because he was with a group of people and they were talking. Bob Holly took it as a sign of disrespect and basically called me out and started yelling at me in the locker room. He tried to change his dark match that night from him versus Carlito to him versus me. It was a real uncomfortable scene. I left that TV taping not knowing if I'd ever make it up there. I couldn't believe it. I was in shock. I couldn't even believe he thought I was disrespecting him because to me, I looked up to all these guys. These were all the guys I watched throughout my lifetime and didn't have any disrespect toward anybody. It was just the way I looked and probably the fact that I might have kept to myself or been shy or been shy might have rubbed people the wrong way and specifically Bob. Like I said, I left SmackDown that day, not knowing I would even last if I ended up getting called up there. I was really worried. On JBL, Chris Master says, JBL was a big headache for me. He was one of the guys on SmackDown that gave me the hardest time. I had my first trip to Afghanistan. And he was in the same group as me. He made my life a living hell. He was a WWE hazer at the time. But it was just one of those things you had to deal with. I just kind of had to take it and shut my mouth. At that time, although it would have probably been to Joey Stiles, Stilesen, but it happened the way I was supposed to. It was supposed to. That was a storybook kind of thing right there. He really, he made my, he he, but he made my life hell. He really effed with my head a lot. He really tried to mind eff me and break me down, but he wasn't successful. So folks, there you have it right there. Of course, Chris Masters talking about the, talking about the hard times there indeed. Course, at some point down the road, I mean, everyone wonders, you know, some of these guys may um, may end up making it to back over to WWE. Of course, I don't we I mean, haven't heard anything like that anytime soon, but as they say in WWE, WWE, folks, anything can and possibly will happen. So, folks, on that note, we do thank you here, folks, for joining us here tonight for episode 133 of Power Hour. Don't forget coming up here. In about an hour and 45 minutes from now, do not forget our next episode of WWS Wrestling Championship Challenge, where, of course, it would be the Empress versus Mr. Hulkamania in the second round for the Triple A US Mega Championship. <clears throat> of course, as you know, like I said, Bobby leads that match by 1500, 1,550 points. And, of course, the second round coming up, anything can and possibly will happen in that match. And so we will keep you informed of that. Um, of course, like I said, if there are any changes, we will, of course, let you know here, coming up here in some form or fashion, even if we have to do a live video, but we will let you know about that as soon as we possibly can, even sometime before the actual showtime here tonight. So for the entire panel, way too tough to handle folks, this is Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw saying thank you very much for listening, and we'll join you, of course, here, hopefully here at 9 o'clock, one four six pounds for our next edition of Wrestling Championship Challenge. <clears throat> and we will talk at you next Saturday evening at 6 o'clock for our next edition of WWS Power Hour. Power Hour 133 is the broadcast of the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling and pop culture connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other we will see you in the ring. And as always here in the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. God bless everyone. We'll talk, to, we'll talk about you next week for episode 134 of Power Hour. We'll talk at you later here tonight for our next edition of Wrestling Championship Challenge. This has been the WCWS Radio Network. Good night, everyone.
2: With the Lucky land slots
1: you can get lucky just about anywhere.